the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The author of The Escape Artist, one of my favorite books of the year, Brad Meltzer, is uh, joining us now. He's on his way to Barbara Bush's funeral, uh, which is happening tomorrow. Uh, uh, Brad, I had no idea you were close personal friends with Barbara. Um, she is, uh, someone I know it sounds, it is one of the most unlikely friendships I've ever had. And, uh, it's simply because we have this one thing in common, which we, you and I share as well, which is we don't care where you're from. We don't care what your title is. We don't care where you went to school and we don't care how much money you make. Uh, the currency is, do you have something interesting to say? And that is what I always appreciated about her. You know, she lives yeah. in a world of complete fanciness and amazingness, right? A dynasty. But would talk to me as quick as she would talk to the janitor, as quick as she would talk to the Queen of England. And that's what I appreciate about anyone. It's just that grounding and that sense of humor that's so sharp. And, uh, and that's what we, you know, we always hit it off. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing. I was, we just had um, Bob Goff in studio, uh, who's a remarkable man. Uh, and... Very few people come into the studios and pay attention to anybody but me. Even sometimes they just kind of dismiss Stu. But most people uh, always dismiss. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to bring it to you. Um, But they always dismiss the crew and the makeup people and the lighting people, all the people behind the scenes. You can always tell somebody's character when they when they walk into a room and they say hello and what's your name and actually have some bit of dialogue with the people who have no influence uh, that can help them at all. And oh, that's rare. And one thing. Right. I yeah. agree. I, I teach my children one thing. I, if you're nice to me and you're a jerk to the waiter, you're a jerk. Yep. And and Barbara Bush, I think, was always that person. I think that's why people like, you know, and the amazing part, you know, I remember the the first time I met the Bushes, they had read one of my thrillers and uh, President Bush had written to me about it. And I went to meet I remember that. Bushes in Houston for a literacy event. And he spent the first 10 minutes of our time together trying to convince my wife that he invented the phrase you to man. <laughs> my wife is, you know, it's a great joke, right? It's <laughs> and my wife is like, Brad, did you know that President Bush invented the phrase you to man? And, and I'm like, and Barbara Bush comes over. She's like, no, he didn't. He's lying to you. That is and so funny. He just totally took him down. And it was just so great. And, and I, again, I was completely intimidated the first time I met her because she, she, her strength is clear. I, I believe to this day, the only reason the Bushes got two people in the White House is because of Barbara Bush. I agree. It wasn't dad. It was mom. It I was, agree. And she knew that. And, and the other thing that I always appreciated beyond her sense of humor, is that every time I saw her, she didn't ask me about the famous place I went or the famous person I met or what is it like to go to, you know, wherever it was I was going. She always asked me about my mom. She remembered that my mom, when my mom was dying, I took her to meet Barbara Bush. Hmm. And my mom was sick at this point. I knew it was the end. And I took her to meet Mrs. Bush and President Bush. Of course, treated they treated her like royalty. But she always said, I remember how your mom sold books for you at the start of your career. And last time I was with her, she's 90 years old at this point. I was at her 90th birthday. And they, she invited four authors to entertain. And I remember going, wow, who are you going to get? And she was like, dummy, it's you. And I said, okay. And 
even then at 90, a decade later, we're still going, you know, that story you told about your mom 15 years ago, I still think about it. Hmm. And I love that she always understood the power of a strong mother. Were you, you were pen pals with her? Yeah, you know, so, um, I, you know, I don't want to overstate it. We used to write back and forth. These re- she just was a great, you know, she didn't email. So she would write letters, handwritten letters. And so when we started doing the I Am series, the kids' book series, we started with I'm Amelia Earhart and I am Abraham Lincoln. And I get a letter in the mail that tells me she's, you know, she, she was, had read the books and really enjoyed the books. But she told me this whole story in this letter about how she almost met Amelia Earhart. She was actually mm. felt like, oh, my gosh, I can't go over to her and tell this incredible story. And then in the P.S. of the letter, she writes, and by the way, I hadn't met Abraham Lincoln, although I kind of feel as old. That's and funny. I wrote her back, and I, and I said, you know, that's very funny, but we all know you met George Washington and Martha Washington. Uh. <laughs> and she, you know, she would write back an even funnier joke. She's like, and then we would just kind of go back and forth. And every time, it wasn't, you know, letter writing is an art form. Yeah, it is. And it's a communication, right, that is lost these days. And she would, her biting sense of humor would come through in every letter. You'd be like, this is, this is funny. This isn't some bit that some staffer writes. This isn't some, you know, like kind of press thing where you have, you know, good Saturday Night Live writers writing for the president. You're like, oh, he's got a sense of humor. No, he knows how to read. That's what he can do. Um, this is truly an incredibly biting personality. And, and I think the most important thing is, and I, I feel like you understand this as well as anybody I've ever met. This is why our friendship, you know, all these years is who you, your character is, who you are behind closed doors when no one's looking. And what I love is, you know, you see a lot of first ladies who take on a cause. And then the moment they're out of the White House, the cause is done. Right. And you're like, was that their cause or was that something to do for four or eight years? And I just appreciate that Barbara Bush spent after the White House, you know, 40, 50 more years working for literacy. And she wasn't helping, you know, she was helping poor people. She was helping people from other countries, from who are immigrants here, who were new and couldn't read. She was trying to give people that leg up because she knew that if you do that, you give them the most powerful weapons in the universe, books and ideas. And I, again, I have to, you know, over and over, year after year, until she, when she turned 90, she could have had a big 90th birthday party and been on you know, the Today mm-hmm. Show and everyone would have made a big mm-hmm. deal. She said, nope, I want to take my birthday. I want to invite the wealthiest people in the world, and they're all going to give their money all to literacy. And that's what I'm going to do on my 90th birthday. I was standing next to her when she blew out the candles. And I remember thinking, this is your birthday party, and you're giving it all to literacy. At 90, at 90, you go, you know what? If I'm 90, God bless, I get there. I'm going to, I want to relax. But I love that this woman said, nope, I'm still going to use it to help and, and fight for other people. That was incredible to me. So, Brad, can I ask you a favor? You're going to the funeral tomorrow. Yes, sir. Um, please pass on our condolences uh, to the family. I, 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 I think that um, I agree with you that without Barbara Bush, I don't know if there would have been even one President Bush. Um, she was... Uh, she was the one, and I, I think the Bushes are honorable people as it is, but I, I have nothing to back this up. Just in meeting Barbara Bush a couple of times, I, don't, I didn't have a relationship like you did, um, but I think she was the one that, um, that taught those boys, hey, hold your tongue. You don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. 
support yeah. even the people who are you are uh, who are saying bad things about you you know just don't climb down into the gutter with them and they have always done that and i think they've done a great service to their to their mother she had to be extraordinarily proud of just that forget about all the accomplishments just that is rare and i think it came from her yeah no i listen i think there are people i've met every president from from bush 41 to our current president i've met them all i've had interactions with them all um some bigger some smaller there are people and and again that that wasn't meant to be like a a a a brag it was there are people that you meet and i usually don't like politicians right they're Mm -hmm. always selling something but there are those you meet that are inherently decent. There are people you meet in the world that you meet them and you go, they are inherently decent. And to me, Barbara Bush and George Bush, I think are inherently decent people. Try and, and you know how you know it? And I'll tell you my secret for how I know it is you ask the Secret Service. Yes. When you talk to the Secret yes. Service agents who <laughs> guarded them, yep. the one thing that comes across, it will tell you immediately who's a jerk off and who's good because they're the waiters, right? If you're nice to me and you're a jerk to the waiter, you're a jerk. Everyone loves those two bushes. Everyone who ever served with them, everyone who's guarding them now, they are, they, you know, and they'll tell you, they ask about my grandkids, they ask about my, my nieces and nephew. They know my, my son is sick. They, they will tell you details about their own families, uh, the bushes asking about them, and, and that's inherently decent. And that's how you're supposed to be. And that's how you raise, um, you know, your kids. I'm not talking about being president. That's how we should all be raising our kids. Right. Is, is fighting to make sure that they remember who they are, where they come from, and never to take ourselves so seriously. Uh, and when we do mess up, which we never will do, we're all human, that you learn how to be big enough to actually apologize and say, you know what? I was wrong in that moment. My anger got the best of me. My ego got the best of me, whatever it might be. Um, that is how you raise and, and, and get to be inherently decent. Brad Meltzer, thanks for sharing your thoughts on, on Barbara Bush. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.